guys, I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm the chief creative officer, a motivational speaker, and a life and business coach at a company called Rayma Team. I'm also thriving in the face of a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. This weekly podcast is a series of real-life stories and conversations meant to encourage you with hope, and more importantly, equip you with action steps to transform your life, your career, and your relationships. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. Today, I want to just have a short conversation with you answering a question that I've been getting a lot lately. So uh, the day that I ran my half marathon, a local news station did a story on me. And um, that was something that I had reached out to them saying, hey, I don't know if this is a story you would want, but I'm running a half marathon and I have cystic fibrosis. And it's kind of a big deal because seven years ago, back in 2012, I almost died. And so um, that's kind of how the whole thing came about is I asked and um, they were really excited to do the story. Well, this story has been shared now with um, groups on Facebook that I'm a part of. Um, It's been shared by people that I know, people that I don't know. Um, And I've had a lot of people from around the world really um, asking me some questions. And so I thought the easiest way to answer them so that everybody gets the same story and um, I don't have to spend all my time answering these is to put it in a podcast for you. So this episode is called How I Raised My Lung Functions from 22% to 80% without a lung transplant. And I first have to tell you, this is not at all meant to be medical. Uh, like, like this is not supposed to be anything that can be taken as um, like a diagnosis or um, any type of prescription plan to follow. That's not what it is at all. What I want to do is share with you my experience. I also want to let you know that what I went through is really rare. And so um, by no means do I want to uh, put any guilt or shame on you if you are going through a season where you have to possibly look at getting a lung transplant or any type of organ transplant of any kind. Um, My my goal here is not at all to put any shame or guilt on you, but I just want to share my story with you and, and answer these questions and hopefully even give you some things to think about that maybe you could start implementing. I do not expect anybody to um, follow in my footsteps and follow a recipe to health. Like this is not that. This is my experience and simply answering a question. So um, the question that I get is, how did I do it? Well, I think in order to understand how I did it, we really have to go back pretty far in time because a lot of the things that pulled me through that season were actually things that I had been implementing for years and years and years prior. Um, To hear the entire story of why I went off my medication 
which again, I do not advise you to do. Don't do what I did. It did not end well. Um, but to hear the whole story, go back to episode number uh, nine of this podcast. Um, it's called The Courage to Look Crazy, and it's a story about cystic fibrosis and faith. And then be sure to listen to episode 10, which talks about how to walk beside a friend in tough times. That episode is a, a conversation with my best friend about what it was like for her to walk beside me through that hard time of making choices that were not smart, making um, choices that ultimately could have led to my death, and what it was like for her to walk through that season with me. And so episode 9 and 10 are definitely episodes that you're going to want to listen to. Um, One of the things that I started doing way back in 2008 is I started taking a whole food supplement. And that whole food supplement is called Juice Plus. It's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. And I started taking that because I wasn't getting enough fruits and vegetables in my diet. And I knew this. And um, I wanted a way to improve my immune system. I wanted a way to get stronger um, from like a, a natural health like from food. Um, but I hated eating fruits and vegetables back then. So I knew that I wasn't getting the good quality nutrition that my body needed. Um, prior to taking Juice Plus, I had, oh gosh, I would get sick with a cold several times a year. Um, and I just didn't have a lot of energy. I also had a lot of headaches. I had just a lot of weird things that happen when you're not eating well, no matter what, you know, no matter if you have cystic fibrosis or not. And so I started taking Juice Plus back in 2008. And even through the season of 2010 to 2012, when I wasn't doing my medication, I still took Juice Plus. And I still take it to this day. And sometimes I take two to three times the amount of what they suggest because I need that extra boost. And so um, that's one of the things that I did is I started making changes to how I fueled my body years before I uh, experienced the negative side effects of not doing my medication. Um, the The second thing that I did was, and this probably sounds a little bit pie in the sky type of thing for some people, but I used prayer which is interesting because that's actually why I went off my medication is I was looking for a um I was looking for God to heal me to the point where I didn't need medicine anymore. I was tired of um I was tired of all of the fear and the worry and the responsibility of cystic fibrosis. I was tired of people telling me that I needed to go to this prayer service and get healed. I was just tired of it. And so um I did pray the entire way through that season. However, I got sicker and sicker. And I think faith in my relationship with God is something that really grew through that time. Um, I think that there are things that um, there were goals and there were dreams that I still had during that time that I wasn't ready to 
give into um, the fact that they wouldn't happen. Like I was holding on to those promises. And so even though I made that mistake of, of not taking my treatments, um, I still prayed through that time. And I do think that somehow that was a factor in um, getting better in how I recovered. Um, the thing that I did the most, though, when I finally went into the hospital at 22% lung function, I remember um, almost passing out from the breathing treatment that day because I just had nothing left to give. Um, I was fading fast. Um, what I What I really did is I just kind of succumbed to the fact that this is CF. It's a part of me, and it's not going away. And so other than a cure, um, I need to do these treatments. And so I let people take care of me during that time. I let the, the medical team um, who knew what they were doing when it came to cystic fibrosis and when it came to all of the infections that CF people can have, I let them treat me. I, I did the treatments. I did four treatments a day. I did all the medications. I had to have, um, you know, insulin injections for CF-related diabetes. I eventually, like four or five days after being in the hospital, I started to get my appetite back. So I just started eating anything and everything. Now, I was still taking Juice Plus at this time, but also I gave myself permission to eat whatever I needed to because gaining weight was going to be a factor in how healthy I could possibly become again. Um, I also didn't have, um, I, I really didn't have any expectations. I was so desperate to live that I really just wanted to get better. Um, if my new normal was going to be 40% lung function, then I was going to be happy about that. Like I chose to accept whatever consequences came my way and make the best of it. Because the truth of the matter is I made a dumb choice to stop doing my treatments for two years. And it slowly, slowly declined. I had somebody asked me like, how, how did you, you know, like what's, I feel like there's more missing from this story, which yes, there was. I mean, we had an hour long interview and seven years worth, well, nine years worth of life uh, summed up in a three and a half minute video. So yes, there are details missing. Um, they did a phenomenal job with the story. Hope Sisk did. She was the reporter and she did a phenomenal job. But you guys, you can never put every detail into a three and a half minute story. And so what happened when I went off my medication is that um, my lung functions kind of stayed normal for a couple months. And I avoided going to the doctor during that time because I knew that what I was doing wasn't smart. However, I was bound and determined to walk by faith. And there was probably a part of me that wanted to like make it happen. And so I avoided the doctor. Um, when I did go, like I went to the doctor a month after I stopped my medication and my lung functions had gone down from like, I think, they were maybe at 89% or so. They had dropped to 75%. But the weird thing is I could run. Like I could run during that time at the beginning. And I was feeling so well that my doctor really didn't want to do anything about it um, 
because I lied to him, so he did not have all the the uh, he didn't have all of the facts. So we did nothing, and then I started avoiding. And wow, this is a really raw episode of me just really telling you exactly what it was like. Um, but that's what I did, you know, because when we do things that we know we shouldn't be doing, we lie, right? And that is not the type of person I want to be. It's not the type of person I liked being. But I also, um, it was a journey I had to go through with God and myself. And um, that's, I don't know how else to explain it. So uh, what happened then is for the first year, I started running. And um, I think my lung functions actually ended up at 50% for about, probably about a year um, that I know of because I went to the doctor a year after and finally told them what was happening because also during that time I lost my home to an apartment fire. So I was going through some PTSD, some grieving, anxiety, and depression, and I didn't even know it. And so when I finally told my doctors, my lung functions were at 50%. They were super scared, but they also were confused as to how I could run and how I felt better. Um, and granted, I felt better, but I was also coughing more than I ever had in my life. Um, I still took my enzymes because I learned very quickly that I needed to. Um, not taking enzymes was kind of gross. So that's all I'm going to say about it. But um, I finally told my doctors about a year later. And then for the next year, it was a fight. So when I finally went in, um, I think about a month before I went in, I had a doctor appointment and my lung functions had dropped down to, I think, right around 50%. It might have been 49. And, um, you know, they were trying their best to get me to come into the hospital and start my medicine again. And I was still bound and determined and stubborn. So I didn't. And over the next month, things changed drastically. Um, my lung functions dropped from 50% to 22% in a month. And it was severe. Um, and so it was the type of thing where, you know, I tell people it was hard to crawl down my hallway because it was. And so there were times where my husband would carry me because it would be faster. Um, like if we needed to get somewhere, it would be faster for him to carry me to the car than for me to try and take my time crawling or slowly walking because it was hard to breathe. And so I, while I could still do some things on my own, I definitely couldn't function fully on my own. Um, I, I had a hard time making food for myself, um, taking care of myself. I don't even know how I took care of our dog at the time because my husband would be away from work for two weeks at a time. Um, he worked in the oil field, so his schedule was two weeks on, two weeks off. And so when he was gone, we relied on my friends to help because my parents lived out of town. And um, how I ever, you know, could take care of my dog and let her out and, you know, take her out to go potty and feed her and all of that. Like, I think I did a better job taking care of her than I did of me. And so looking back now, I really think that she gave me a reason to live. Um, so there I was, 22% lung functions. After a week in the hospital, I uh, did a breathing treatment and my lung functions had gone up to about 44%. So they had doubled 
after a week of antibiotics and four treatments a day, um, I had to be on oxygen because I couldn't breathe very well. And so after a week of that, they went up to 44%. And I remember looking at one of my respiratory therapists and I said, tell me the truth. What's my new normal? Like, what, what are the odds that my new normal will be? And she looked at me and she said, this is probably the best it's going to get. And so there was a part of me that accepted that because I knew that there would be consequences to what I had done. There was another part of me that was challenged by that. And so I let myself be okay with it. And I also made a promise to myself that I was going to do everything I could to get them stronger or to keep them where they're at, whichever way it was going to fall. So by the time I got out of the hospital after 22 days in the hospital, my lung functions were at 60%. And I had gained um, maybe eight pounds, six to eight pounds. So things were looking up. And over the next few months, I continued to do three treatments a day. I uh, started exercising um, not even that year. I think I waited a year before I started exercising again. So what I really did during that time is I focused on doing three treatments a day. I focused on um, eating well. I focused on doing things that were fun, that kind of you know uh, brought joy to my life. And about six months later, I put myself back in the hospital for another tune-up because I just felt like maybe I wasn't, you know, wasn't quite where I could be. And so I went in for another tune-up. And um, that's what I think made the difference is I gave my body that chance to get help. Um by the time, you know, between, between 2012 and now, I did get to a point where my lung functions were up to 80%. Now, over the last year to two years, they're anywhere from 73 to 76%. It's kind of where my normal has been. However, when I got them to 80%, I was actually working out with a trainer and we focused on weight building. We didn't really focus on cardio we focused on weight building. So I would meet with him three times a week and we would lift weights. And so that's what I did. And I think that and eating healthy, keeping up with my supplements, um, keeping up with my treatments, all of that made the difference. And I think the fifth thing that really made a difference was a positive mindset and positive words. There was nobody to be mad at but myself about the fact that I did this. Um, and I had a choice. I could either be mad at myself or have a negative attitude about how, how horrible cystic fibrosis is and how horrible my lot in life is. And I could have a pity party every day. And I chose not to do that. I always grew up with lung functions like 98 to 100% of normal. And so I never experienced the really bad side of CF. I was always taught to be responsible. My parents did a fantastic job of that. Um, and so I never had, um, I, just, I just never had that experience of what CF could really be like until 2012 
when I almost died. And so even then, I had a choice. I could be mad at myself, I could be negative, or I could make the best of it. And there was a moment in the hospital that first week where I looked in the mirror and I did not recognize the person staring back at me. Um, my, my, my body was so frail and skinny that I didn't recognize myself. My face was like this gray skin looking thing. Um, my eyes had lost all their spark and it scared me because I looked like a friend of mine who had passed away from CF a couple years prior. And I told myself that night, I looked myself in the mirror and I said, Mandy, this is not how your story ends. You're going to make the best of it no matter what your new normal is. This is not how you go down. And as silly as it sounds, you guys, I think keeping that positive attitude and having that determination to be your best no matter what your circumstances are, there is something to be said about that. Um, the Bible says life and death is in the power of our tongue. And science has even proven that positivity makes things better. Like it affects your body at, at a cellular level. Now, I'm not saying you can talk yourself out of a diagnosis. However, you can um, improve your outlook which automatically boosts your immune system. Negativity brings down your immune system. It really does. Look it up. Do some research. But having a positive mindset helps. Having um, an attitude of gratitude helps your health. It does. It helps all of it. It helps your mental health. It helps your physical health. I don't understand how it all works together. I just know that it does because the research is there. So go look it up. But I think more than anything, like I, I know people ask me all the time um, since hearing this story, well, what did you do to go from 22% to 80%? These are the things I did, but I can't, I can't say that following them like a recipe is going to 100% work out for you. What I do know is that even if my lung functions weren't better, I would much rather do everything I can and choose to have a positive outlook, choose to still hold on to my faith, choose to make better choices with, with nutrition and exercise, and, you know, exercising whatever you can do, whatever your, your level, your physical level is. I would rather do all of that than give up. And so I think more than anything, like if you are in this place where you are, you know, struggling to get back to a certain number with your lung functions if you have cystic fibrosis. I want to encourage you to do everything you can. I want to encourage you to start being thankful for the medicine instead of uh, instead of feeling like you are upset about it or feeling like there's a word I'm looking for that I cannot remember right now, you guys. Um, this is something that I did. I never really, I was never really mad at medicine. Um, but what I did do during this time is I started thanking God for the medicine. I started thanking him for the ability to have my treatment time because that time doing my treatment is when I journal or when I read. It's me time that I get to have that most people would, would love to have that time 
to themselves every single day, and I get to. And so those are the outlooks that I have. I don't resent, there it is, found it. I don't resent the medicine. I'm thankful for it. And I think this is something that, um, this makes my belly burn with righteous anger because in the wellness industry, you know, you have the wellness industry and you have the medical industry and they are two different things. And, you know, the medical industry is focused on Western medicine. The wellness industry is focused on natural things. And you guys, we need them both. There is a place for both of them. But here's the thing that gets really hard to navigate when you have a chronic illness such as cystic fibrosis. When you have people telling you that, um, you know, doctors don't have your best interest in mind anymore or you know, don't listen to the doctors or stand up for your health and take your health back and all these things. When you have something like CF and you have to rely on doctors, you see things differently. You guys, I know what it's like to go that route, wishing for, you know, praying for a miracle and trying to do things all natural without Western medicine. It doesn't work with something like cystic fibrosis. It doesn't. It won't end well for you. However, you can marry them together. You can find what works for you. But start being thankful for the doctors. Start being thankful for the medicine. Start being thankful for the researchers who, who make the medicine. Because we would not be here today. And when I say we, I mean the CF community collectively. Every single person who has cystic fibrosis in their body. We would not be here today if it weren't for the researchers who came up with the medicine and the CF teams that make it their life mis mission to help us live a good quality life. We wouldn't. And so when you have people around you who are passionate about wellness and good nutrition and all of that, and they start saying things like, oh, you got to go to better doctors or, oh, you need a different doctor or don't go to that doctor. You know, you need this, that, and the other thing. You guys, you need somebody who understands cystic fibrosis because it is a crazy complicated disease. It's different for every person. And so I, I am learning how to share this part of my story now without fear of what somebody else is going to do with it. Because I've had that fear for a while. I've been like, I don't want to say it. What if I say the wrong thing and somebody follows in my footsteps? And that's, please hear me. Do not do what I did. Do not go off your medication looking for a, a supernatural miracle from God. You guys, this is planet Earth. And sometimes God heals supernatural things or in supernatural ways. Sometimes he heals the cancer and there's no way to explain it. But when it comes to something like cystic fibrosis, it's best to stay on your medicine and see what God does with it then. Maybe the healing that you have been praying for is something that's already in your possession because you have a great quality of life and you don't deal with suffocating from this disease. Maybe that is the healing you've been looking for. Maybe the healing you've been looking for is that lung transplant. There are so many ways that God answers prayer. And I just want you to know that Going off your medication is not the answer when it comes to CF. It's not. I've, I've gone off medication for anxiety and depression. I, I've done that. And so I understand that for some things, there is a time and a place for that. However, if you have to take medication, don't let anybody guilt you about that. 
Be thankful for it. Choose to be thankful for that. It's a gift. It is. You could have been born in a, in a day and time where medicine didn't exist and research didn't exist, and you just had to struggle and die from what you're dealing with. But you live in this day and age where there are like new medical uh, things happening all the time. You live in this day and age where people get to live and overcome a disease because of medication. And so that's what I'm learning how to do. I don't have it all figured out yet. I don't have the most eloquent way to say it yet. But I am passionate about letting people know that it's okay if you need medicine. It's okay if you need that. In fact, when it comes to CF, you better take your treatments. They're important. They are what will give you a great quality of life. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't like, you know, I'm trying to raise my lung functions from 32% and make them higher. Like, what do I do? Do extra treatments. Do four treatments a day for a while. See what happens. Don't sit here complaining about the fact that you have to do treatments. No, take your power back and say, I'm doing these treatments and I'm going to get better. Encourage yourself with that. I, I go through seasons, you guys, where I do like now because of what I did, I'll tell you, before I went off my medicine, I didn't cough hardly ever. Now I cough all the time. I do. There's scarring in my lungs. There's, these are the consequences. I used to be able to sing really, really well. I would win contests. I wanted to be the next Celine Dion. I, like I could sing like Celine Dion and I don't say that to brag, but that's the reality of the gift that I've been given. It's hard for me to sing now because I cough so much, because I have way more mucus going through my lungs and my sinuses than I ever did before. And it's most likely due to the fact that I didn't do my treatments for two years. So I'm choosing to be thankful for medicine. And a couple times a year, I give myself kind of like a staycation, in-home uh, tune-up without the IV and I do four treatments a day for a week. I do that. Now, um, when I'm running, I can do two treatments a day and run. But if I'm not running a lot, I need to do three treatments a day. Because energy-wise, three treatments a day keeps my energy up. And two just doesn't cut it like it used to be. And that's okay. Don't get down on yourself for that. Do what you can. Be thankful for the medicine. And if you have gone through a season like I did where you went years without doing treatments, forgive yourself and choose to see your treatments in a different light. Your treatments are the breath in your lungs, you guys. They really truly are. And for anybody listening to this who has a different type of chronic illness, whatever your treatment is, choose to be thankful for that. If there are other things that you need to do with it, if there are other solutions that you can marry with it that are natural, along with your medication, do that. Don't sit in the guilt and the shame and the complaining any longer because it's stealing your life from you. Your disease isn't stealing your life from you. Your outlook is. So I hope that this encourages you. I hope it gives you some things to think about. And until next time, I encourage you to rise up and overcome. Hey 
guys, thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. But for now, if you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I also want to give a shout out to my very handsome husband, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. For more information, go to www.raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under the name Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. Oh, and one last thing. I hope you heard something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week. <laughs>